What's up, Maudience? What's up, our faithful, loyal Maudience? Who's here to party with us? This is the Comic-Con edition, yeah. Yep, so every time you hear us say nerd face, you have to take a shot. (laughs) I don't think we said that once the whole week. Well, I guess that means is we're helping people with sober living. Because <laughs> I'd be drunk as a skunk. Nerd face. That's not a thing. It's it not be a, a nerd thing. Well, what should we say? Every time we say Dawn of Justice, you got to take a shot. Because we'll probably say that a lot. Okay. We will say that a lot. Every we time, might say Suicide Squad more. Every time we say Totoro, you got to take a shot. We might say Deadpool more. Every time we say Deadpool. Every time we say Stan Lee. Starring Joseph Gordon-Levitt as Stanley, <laughs> you got to take a shot of Patron. We have so much to cover. This is our official Comic-Con recap, probably like three-part episode. Yes. There's so much to talk about. We got a whole lot in. We had some exclusive coverage. We had some exclusive uh, little dinging stuff. Opportunities. Opportunities and uh, panels and conferences and meetups and... Uh, parties and i mean it was incredible let's step and repeats it was really an amazing comic con yeah this is our best comic con experience we've gone four times four years uh in the last five years we've gone four times and this is the first time we actually had full press exclusive uh passes Access. access And we noticed a difference. I gotta Uh, say it's pretty cool. Big difference. Yeah, it was uh it's great. You know, it's good for our outlet. Good for you because you're going to get to hear a lot more information and the insider it's, stuff. It's for the listeners. It's for the listeners. We do this for y'all. <laughs> well, so it started out with us there Wednesday for preview night. Right, we got there Wednesday. First stop was Conan O'Brien. Well, yeah, we had to drive in because we're in L.A., so we drove into San Diego. We had to quickly check into the hotel and then get to downtown San Diego where it's a fucking zoo. Zoo. And find parking, which is fucking out your ass amount of money for Mm -hmm. just any sort of parking structure. And then make it to Conan. And get to the taping, which started at 3. Well, well we thought it was going to be there. And then we ended up being in line, which we hour. didn't need to for an and hour. And then they said, you guys don't have to stay in line because you, you get a ticket like going to a concert. It's assigned seating. And yet everybody just stayed in line. Yeah. Everyone's like, uh, no. No one knows what to do. I'm <laughs> comfortable in this line. Yeah, thank you. That's like a nerd thing. Like I'm most comfortable in a line. <laughs> I don't want to be left to my own devices. Oh, go get a coffee. Go for a walk. Be back in an hour. Yeah. No, I'll just stay uh, here on my phone. Yeah. I have a phone, but we saw some cool stuff. One of the we saw one of the coolest cosplays right out of the and gate, and we never saw them again. We didn't. I think it was for a Conan gag, but we know that has yet to be determined mm. or yet to be verified because they were around. It was we'll at tell Spreckles. Them what it was yeah, we were at Spreckles Theater, and the line literally goes all the way around the fucking place. And there's all of this like rigging and equipment yeah. and gear and people with badges and like working for Spreckles and working for Conan. Mm-hmm. And there's literally like uh, semi trucks full of lighting gear so the whole street corner is taken over funniest thing about it is Spreckles Theater is located directly next to NBC San Diego yeah which I like instantly thought was a yeah, fucking that hilarious is. we should have taken a picture yeah, we of should that have. it's like Conan O'Brien Four Nights NBC Universal <laughs> yeah, directly next to each other yeah, yeah that was really weird it was so weird <laughs> I was like is no one going to comment on this I'm sure someone in their team commented repeatedly have. on it yeah like come on it's so funny go figure well so 
the cosplay we saw that yeah. was really great when we were in line were was very creative. Very creative. And we were like, where did these four guys meet each other? First of all, it they was, must all work at the same gym. It was, <laughs> it was a, a barbershop quartet of the Hulk. Yeah. <laughs> Of, of mutated Hulk, yeah. so angry Hulk, green, Bruce Banner with the whole green and green. then the hats, the barbershop quartet hats, hats. Uh, the, the like uh, what is that? What is that material that they're made of? That the like straw hat, the straw hat, yeah, the freaking red stripe with the red stripe around the not the brim but the yeah the yeah, part of the hat, part. and they had the. The sort of vests. Yep. And then they were shirtless and green underneath. <laughs> yeah. And they had these little red shorts and no shoes. Yeah. And they were just four of them walking this way. And then they walked back. And I saw one of the guys that was with like the Conan crew sort of walking them around. So I don't know if they like were just sort of by themselves. And the Conan guys were like, we got to work these guys into a bit. Mm. Or they were hired. Because we we're like, where did that looks like a casting call? Yeah. Where do you get four giant dudes? Because it was all <laughs> like. a gym yeah. together. Hey, you guys want to be the Hulk barbershop? Barbershop quartet. We're also not just like meatheads. We're also sort of nerds. Yeah. We're nerdy meatheads. I don't know. It looked like a casting call. But it totally it, did. I snapped a really awesome picture of it that's on our Instagram and mm-hmm. on our website and mm-hmm. on our Facebook. So it's check on that everything. out. It's on everything. You can see it now. Yeah, it was really funny just out of nowhere. And that was literally one of the first real sort of cosplay cosplays we yeah. had saw as soon as we got there. It was awesome. We it were like, so no funny. Way! It, it was, was really like, funny. It looked like a gag. Like Conan's like, did. and then we're good because he did this really funny gag during the show. So we get into the show. I we we keep we carry knives because we're tough. <laughs> <laughs> so, and, and we we thought, think we're tough. We're super tough nerds. We're super tough. Well, we're not even nerds. We're just like tough badasses from the streets. We <laughs> like Conan O'Brien because he's from the streets. I have like a little girl knife. It's, it's like a browning a, knife. It's a, it nice, a nice knife. knife. I have you a little nice knife. Yeah, I did. I did. It's just for you know for your uh, utility purposes Protection. and maybe like last second. Don't rate me. Poke you in the <laughs> yeah. eye protection and so you know we thought there was going to be metal detectors and security so i ended up taking the knives and running them back to the parking structure which was like four blocks away not very far but far enough to be like fuck and so we go i do that and come back and the line was already letting in you had already gotten your seat so it didn't make that much of a difference and but the surprising thing was there were no security measures just a bunch of old old men old theater old men ushers And there was some like hired security that was just like, hey, no pictures. But yeah. <laughs> there was no metal detectors or anything like that. Usually there are for theater shows, you know? There wasn't Definitely. for Comic-Con itself either. No, you there's didn't, nothing There was like no that. metal detectors going in. I mean, I actually kind of was shocked by that. Mm-hmm. I mean, although from an organizational perspective, I It'd shouldn't be. It'd be a nightmare, be. yeah. Well, I don't want know. to be a nightmare and they aren't really great with the organization there was a huge police presence though there was a huge police and those guys were carrying like if you looked at their utility belt or whatever you call it they had a fucking taser mace Mm. billy club gun they had like three extra magazines they were like geared up for crowd control Trouble. trouble with cosplayers boba fett a rogue boba fett going around scalping people i don't know <laughs> but yeah so we go in and the conan tape and we saw the very first one which was, which was awesome awesome and it was elijah wood and chris hardwick which we were initially disappointed we by. were initially like great because <laughs> we great. heard that the entire cast of walking dead and game of thrones were going to be on the show on friday the same episode but you ha- no, a different episode no, Today. no, it was the same episode because the, the, the... Oh, yeah, Thursday. they were on the same episode, yeah. but different than the one we were at. And when we bought the tickets or got the tickets, yeah, we you got just the tickets get a we random ticket. Yeah. And we, you 
don't know who's going to be. So you just yeah. pick a day, and it was the easiest day for us to go. Uh, it was Wednesday because we're getting in. The show hadn't opened. There's no panels on Wednesday, right. really. There's preview night at nighttime, which yeah. is, starts at 6. We get in at 3. We're like, we'll do this, and we go on. And then when we found out the guests, and we're like, of course, because no one's in on Wednesday. Yeah. None of the actors or movie stars are in on Wednesday for Comic-Con. They get in Thursday or Friday for their panels. Right. And so... Who's there? Chris Hardwick and Elijah Wood. They're there. It was cool, though, because we saw Seth uh, Green coming in on a golf cart. And we're like, oh, Seth Green's going to be there. What's he going to be doing? Everyone went nuts. Everyone went nuts. Yeah, because he came out during the show. He was an actual guest, but he was sort of like a cameo for a gag, which was really funny. It was was actually a really fucking good episode. It was. In fact, we were, I felt bad for feeling bad because. Right, because they were really pro. Chris Hardwick was pro. So pro. Elijah Wood was pro. Like, because it's a huge theater, there's maybe 2,000 people or whatever maybe yeah, more maybe three thousand maybe three and like they're doing their gags they're cutting to commercial they have these conan has to set them up with questions it's a whole production it's not just like sitting and talking you know well, remember the opening too they did oh they did the a carry yeah. road opening yeah they did a, a pre-recorded bit which they showed on monitors and it was conan and andy like we're going to comic-con okay let's go let's get in the, <laughs> the truck and they had the whole jimmy vivino band as the sort of like drum circle fucking <laughs> drum guys on this on the uh, on the actual rig the truck rig and then on the front conan was the guitar player and i in the outfit in the outfit with the guitar shooting flames and then Andy Richter's in the in the cab of the truck, and he's dressed up as Immortan Joe <laughs> with the full gas mask, teeth, and the paint, and the uh, the vest, and like with the medals on it and shit. And they were driving, and there were so many funny gags. It shows Conan like shooting the flames, and he's like roasting hot dogs. <laughs> and then Andy goes to take a sip of his coffee, and it just spills all over the front because <laughs> he, he didn't have his he had his mask on, so he couldn't even drink it anyway. It was fucking brilliant. Yeah, it and really it was, was. Huge way to open up. The there's four days there, yeah. So being there on the first episode was awesome. It turned out and it was a really fun episode. It moved right along. Mm-hmm. Uh, the one of the really funny gags was Conan wanted to take a selfie of him with the crowd, uh-huh. and he's like, "I just I don't have enough. I can't get a good angle. I'm, I don't have a long enough reach." And he's like, "Well, good thing my friend Reed Richards is here with his like a stretching ability." And literally, I think it's one of the writers comes out in a full Fantastic Four like comic outfit, and they they had fashioned this giant fake arm which was literally like 25 feet long and at the very end of the arm there's like an iPhone <laughs> and so he stands with Reed Richards and he can't move the arm at all so he has to like back himself onto the stage <laughs> with his stupid arm That's and, so funny. and then take the picture and then he has to like turn back around and walk out of off of the stage with this giant arm it was one of the funniest things I'd ever seen yeah. it was so funny I don't know who wrote that but it was just hilarious well and, and like we were saying you know Elijah Wood was great. He told a story about Wilford that was kind of shocking that he like said it on yeah. the air. I don't know if they cut it or if they played it. I don't up, know if they he's cut basically it. saying like he had to help Wilfred like rub out his groin muscle and the dog jizzes in his <laughs> he face. He said that right on the he air. He said that to Conan. And Conan was like, oh, wow, that's crazy. Um, and we were like, can they play that? They I don't that? know. It's TBS. If it's a dog, is it okay? But yeah. if it's a person, it's not okay? I don't know. I don't know what that... I don't know. We should see the tape. We should see the tape. And, and there was a funny gag where he had the ring. And the, like, original yeah, the original the original yeah. ring. And, you know, I was given it was given to me on the first day of shooting. I got to keep it. I wanted to bring it to show everyone. And then, like, some guy comes out dressed as Schmeagle and like runs up on him and snatches <laughs> it funny. and runs away. Yeah, it was funny. There's some really, some really funny stuff. And it kept moving. I mean, it just and they're so pro. I mean, so in the pro. beginning, 
and Jimmy Vivino and like La Bamba and Mark, Ball and Mark, uh, Mark yeah. My camera Pender yeah, yeah came Pender. out and played to get the audience they warm these out. Two big warm like up. big brass songs and Obama so was cool. Obama was singing and then Mark was singing. Yeah, and it was funny because it was really high energy and yes. like high big swing and band. And then Conan comes out right after yep. and like opens the show. And you're like, like, yeah, I was so excited. I haven't felt that excited in a long. It was weird. I've been watching Conan like I said now for like ten or twelve years. Yeah. Like regularly from when he was in New York, you know, and then so to finally see him, it was the first taping I ever went to. Yep. And I just really geeked out. I couldn't believe it. I was like, fucking Conan's here. Oh my God. I know. Oh my God. And then Andy comes out, like, they're pros and all the different people, like all of the stagehands and all of the crew members and the the, uh, stage manager. And they had to do all these pickups to get like laughter. Yeah. So so they would do all that. It almost seemed like a subconscious thing just to like get us to start laughing. Probably. I don't know it's a how pickup it works. Thing. Yeah, yeah. Like we need to do some rec- pre-recorded stuff with you guys laughing just to put it in to edit. But it uh-huh. almost was like, okay, this is where you're going to laugh. Like yeah. just get the crowd get the cr- laughing. Uh, well, clearly they have to do a lot of that. I mean, but yeah. then they also at the at the after it all wrapped, they had to do another scene where they had this gag where a giant like uh, yeah they didn't get the right angle comes out. They didn't for get the, the shamu yeah they didn't get the right angle so Conan like does a couple songs and he sings he sings Creep by uh, Radiohead yeah and, I mean he was just the way he did it he was such a pro and I have to say it, it was really nice especially like having I've watched him since freaking 1995 you right. know he like to see he's still doing it to see him still doing it he's but after it. the NBC debate Debacle, like Debacle. to see that he really is still he found his place it sucked but he found his place he's still got a loyal fan base and, and he knows what he's doing like yeah, he's he the only late night guy that went to comic-con and the way he organized it and had all the big guests that have been going on his show since yeah. day one rocking dead game of thrones you know he was having those rocking people- dead i said rocking dead <laughs> <laughs> he said debacle <laughs> well and the branding the branding of Conan around oh San God. Diego was, was amazing. The, the monorail train was just covered in Conan signage. Yeah. And then there was the giant Marriott, that whole side of the Marriott. Yeah. It's like a hundred foot Conan display of the four Funko so cool. dolls, the four Funko uh, vinyls, which everyone in the audience got a, a different Funko on a different day. Yeah, we got them. And we got the number one, which is just him in a suit. Because there's one. Yeah, I wanted the Batman <laughs> one. And I thought they were just going to hand them out randomly, but. There was four shows, four days, four comic, uh, four yeah. Funkos. I'm like, okay, so we're getting the the suit. They couldn't one. have done it any other way. Can no you other imagine way. if they had the four different? Everyone would be going up doing. I want the this one. Yeah, I want the that one. It'd be a one. fucking nightmare. Yeah, they had to do it. This and way. so we each got the number one, which is cool because it's number one. Yeah, it's number one. It says it, on the box, number one. Yeah, there's one of four. Uh, it's uh, Conan in a suit. Conan Batman, Conan Walker, which is zombie, yeah. and then Conan Frankenstein. Conan's monster. Conan's yeah. monster. Yeah. And like they're going for 200 bucks on eBay. I already yeah. checked each one by itself. Some people have the set of four for $1,000 on eBay. So we could make 400 bucks. We could make 400 bucks. But I'd yeah. like to keep it. Keep it for a little bit. I think it's a nice little treat. It's a nice little it treat. It was a great taping. And there, the whole thing with Seth Green, he comes out. I can't remember how it was started. Oh, yeah, because uh, Chris Hardwick was asking him, like, nerd questions. Mm-hmm. And, like, oh, one right. of the last questions is, like, what would you do if you had to fight Seth Green in a, in a lightsaber battle? And he's like, oh, I don't know. I could probably beat him. And then, like, behind the couch, Seth Green stands up. <laughs> he's like, oh, you think so, do you? And he's like, vroom. And he has a little fake little toy lightsaber. And then Conan has one. They do this little choreographed lightsaber battle. Remember they brought stunt people? 
people out. Yeah, and they switched because <laughs> Conan's like really tall and Seth is really small. <laughs> and they switched them out where there's like this really big Seth Green and this little Conan. <laughs> and then they go back off stage and come back and it's them again. It was very funny. Very clever. And very like timed. Like think mm-hmm. of all the timing. Like we have a minute for this gag and we have to get all of the beats in and down and then finish and then cut to commercial and come back and have enough time to go on to this interview yeah. and wrap up this thing. Like it's incredible. Yeah, so professional. And then in between uh, commercial breaks, they would have the band play these big songs, yeah. high energy, live playing. It was so cool, man. Well, I've always wondered that when you watch the show, when they come back in and the, and the band's playing and, and he always says, We're Jimmy Vivino. Yeah. And I always sort of wonder, like, oh, it'd be fun to be there and listening to whatever they're playing yeah, in, what the, happens. in the middle, you know. Yeah, what actually goes on in between commercial breaks. Yeah. You've got to keep the audience focused and keep the energy up. Mm-hmm. And Conan's just sort of standing and they're, the Jeff, the producer, comes in and they're talking. And, right. You know, they have to prepare for the next segment. It's a huge undertaking. And then when we got back uh, yesterday and like there Conan is back in uh, L.A. Mm-hmm. doing the show again. Like there's no like, wow, that was a lot of work in San Diego. Going to take a couple days off. And he probably got Sunday off because he went to Saturday, Sunday off and then right. back Monday. He probably was still working Sunday to prepare for Monday's show. Yeah. It's incredible. Because he had a show Monday. Yeah. It yeah. was Jack Black and uh, yeah. what's the name? Boy George. Boy George. And they sang a door song yeah, and the Doors guitarist so cool. was there. Yeah. It's like, how did you organize all that, you know? Yeah. Did you have that ready before you went to San Diego? You know what they I mean? They must. They must have it all plotted out. It's insane. It's yeah. You gotta... Because you have to schedule the The guy's guests. a fucking boss, man. When he comes out and that big fucking tall stature with the big red hair yeah. and people just go crazy. I know. Yeah, it Good was really Conan. cool. Yeah, cheers to Conan. Cheers, Conan. And all his writing staff and actors yeah, and stuff. Yeah, you guys are awesome. Yeah, the best. That was great. So after that, we got to go to we had to the walk. convention center. We walked to the convention center. We walked to the center convention center. It wasn't to keep far. our parking. Yeah, it was really just we needed to keep like the parking there. There's so many Sucks. logistics things. The logistics of going to Comic-Con are It's kind of a rough. fuck. Yeah, it's a real shitstorm. And you can see why they're really seriously considering moving it to moving Anaheim it. or Vegas because the convention center itself is too small for the 130,000 people that go to yeah, it. Yeah, and then you got to consider there's probably another 150,000 more that Just were hanging are around. Hanging out, yeah. And then another 150,000 more that want to attend and can't get badges. Right. And so if they went to Vegas, they could have 300,000 people yeah. comfortably. Like and, NAB. Like NAB, because NAB is so well run. And yeah. it's busy, but you never feel like stepped on. You, where here you feel constantly Completely. stepped on. Even on Sunday, because actually, uh, when we went to the convention center to get our badges on Wednesday, after mm. the Conan taping, there was this giant line for professionals and press. Oh, yeah. And we're like, this is the we have line? We to get in this line? Mm. Yeah. It was like, there was like literally like down the length yeah, of the convention far. like sidewalk. And we're like, these people are not all pressed. And like, they couldn't have been. It no, was all pros. It was all pros. Which, just whatever people, that means. Whatever that even means. Industry like people, people who were, I mean, because it's not exhibit, although exhibitors... The line was short. Did there they was a have an actual line. exhibitor badge? Who? I didn't see anyone with the title exhibitor. Yeah, there you were. Did? Oh, okay. yeah. All the people that have their own little booths. So are... it literally said exhibitor. Yeah, yeah. So this whole group is just people who are in the industry, artists, writers who aren't exhibiting. Right. And then studio companies, people, and they probably get blocks. They of, get these of, blocks of badges. Yeah. yeah, definitely. So there's mostly people who have pro badges. And which... we jumped that line. We we're like, fuck this. It yeah. started to move. And we're like, let's just go in. Yeah, we like, kind of did. fuck that. You know, <laughs> yeah. 
yeah. fuck, like we have to wait this long for a badge because remember at, at WonderCon we just like walked up to the press thing and they, and they were, were like, like hi oh press red is. Red, red can is. we massage your feet yes, yes. do you need anything <laughs> perhaps beige <laughs> perhaps some mineral water mineral water or back rub yeah <laughs> so we got the badges and a giant crap of stuff to yeah, carry around a giant pile of like guide uh fucking you know bag, program souvenir bag. the souvenir bag that you wear on your shoulders that are ugly and have no purpose after the show ends yeah you know that whole thing but we are well seasoned trade show people so we had our a kit like basically assembled and and there was a press lounge that, that we found uh, out that afterwards. we found out afterwards that was not as well stocked as the NAB one. <laughs> yeah, we kind of were spoiled by the NAB yeah. one. We realized after the fact, because this one just felt like you were in detention, kind of. A little bit. A little bit. But it, at least it was a room that separated us and gave us, you know, we could plug in our phones, we could get water. Yeah, there's water, phones, desks, uh, tables, chairs. Very quiet. You need that. When you're, I mean, this show, I, really, I mean, I've done trade shows for 20 years, and this is the craziest it takes a fucking lot out of you it really there's does. nowhere to gather your thoughts that's what was no. nice about that room was that yeah it's sparse but it's quiet and there's never yeah. there's never more than 10 people no, in there there was, i don't think a lot of people knew about it. i mean no. if i had to like ask for a wish list from comic-con i would say could you i don't know maybe just put coffee in it too or like yeah, a coffee, you know a couple other things maybe to some like, fruit because we need yeah bananas like because it's a tough gig being press at the show i mean i know it's tough for everybody who goes but yeah. we're covering it and we're you know and we have to bounce because there's so much overflow so there's the hyatt the marriott and the hilton and they have constantly things going on yeah. like constant things from press round tables panels yep. fucking the nintendo game room the xbox yep. game room there's a little uh in the hyatt there was where the they were screening the short films yeah like there's so much and just to go from the con exhibition area to the hyatt with all the crowd it's it takes intense. 15 minutes and it takes a lot out of you i mean the hilton was where they had all the press round tables and where we could go and do yeah. step and repeats and interview people one on one. They and the higher profile people. The higher profile people. But that was uh more comfortable for press. Like well, in other words, you could go up populated. at the top, it wasn't as populated. It was, was really interesting areas. You walk into the Hilton and that first floor there's this indigo indigo ballroom, which is where all of the big sort of panels at the Hilton go on. Right. And so all of the, you know, attendees go there and like you literally you go up one at f- flight at like an escalator and like I, there's an instant drop off of people yep. and there's someone right there on the escalator like sort of patrolling looking at badges and I don't know if it's just for press after yeah, that point that's, it seemed like it, seemed it like must it. be that way because don't you think everyone would be up there sitting on those well, couches yeah there's couches there's outlets out, there's outside. like a nice outside area yeah. where you can just go and sit and there, there's water and like, there's all the sort of little uh press rooms that they have uh-huh. to sort of do the round tables and when we were up there it's like oh there's Wesley Snipes hanging out there's yeah. the Backstreet Boys there's the, yeah, hanging out and then seeing Joey Fatone and then there's yeah Steve Yoon we hanging out Steve Yun Steve Yun Steve Yoon Steve Fun <laughs> Steve Foon well we were sitting we were kind of like hanging out in one of the ballrooms that was empty Just after charging a press phones. event charging our phones and there is Glenn outside the door and we kind of like looked at each other like should we go snap a picture man yeah, just ask for a picture and then we started seeing a couple people doing that yeah. and we're like ah, I don't like doing that really but you know yeah. it's kind of then it's to be expected at Comic Con you're Comic Con you're on the biggest show on television yeah people we probably should have we probably should have 
just for the for the show. Yeah. Give him a sticker. Give him a sticker. Give him here's a sticker. He's and we, super we cool. saw lots of us. We saw Kiss, uh, Ace yeah, Freely, and Gene we saw Simmons. Kevin Smith. Kevin Smith and his daughter and Jason Mewes. Like so, yep. that's where people are hanging out. Yeah, definitely. No one's really up there. Like there's really like as far as attendees go, there's nowhere to hang out in the convention center as, right. as outside of once you're in your ballroom and you're doing your panel yeah, yeah, yeah. and there's that whole sort of like inside the place like the inside rows mm-hmm. where they have to move about the convention center all convention centers have those right. where like you know not vi well, the vips and yeah. stuff like that go where you can't go as an attendee just to maneuver just to get from place to place yeah getting from place to place was a challenge well you gotta it, commit you got to be like, are we going to stay at the convention center or are we going to the Hilton? Are we yeah, going to the Hyatt? Because there once, were panels in the Hilton. Lots there, of them. You know, we saw Tons. Seth MacFarlane, the funny, the uh, Family Guy panel was there. No, the Family Guy panel was at the convention oh, center. Oh, was it? Okay. 20. Something we saw. We saw the musical anatomy of movies in the Did we Indigo see Outlander ballroom. there too? No, Outlander was at the convention center. Okay. So we saw something. There were a bunch of panels at the Hilton. Constantly. Archer was there. Bob's Burgers yeah. was there. Uh, uh, Sharknado was there, but yeah. it was in a smaller ballroom. Uh, the musical anatomy thing we saw there. That was cool. It was awesome. I mean, we should probably go through kind of our schedule a little bit. Like, So on Thursday, we got to well, go... We should say on Wednesday, before we go in, walking the show floor for anyone that oh, yeah. wants to go to Comic-Con, if you can get in on preview night on Do Wednesday... It. Do it because we we thought it was going to be a big drop off on Sunday. So we're like, oh, we can also go, we'll walk the show floor because we kind of avoided the show floor altogether. You did for sure. I would pop in and out because <laughs> you you fucking can't handle I it. I hated man. all the you people. You hate it, yeah. Like, I did the last day. I was on there for a good while, for a little bit. Then you called me like I'm I was like here. I'm upstairs in the lounge. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to go back in the lounge. I don't blame yeah. you. But Wednesday was great because. Uh, if you're into like purchasing, getting collectibles, uh, it's for you get all the f- stuff first. Mm-hmm. Uh, I got some really cool like little Lego exclusives that I bought. It's a couple of things that I'll probably post video of. Uh, there's like literally a fraction of the people that mm-hmm. are in there, so you can go get all your pictures, all your fo- you know all your photographs. Try to do all your shopping and get it done that Wednesday night before they close yeah. at eight o'clock. Because the rest of the week, I wouldn't even bother. Well, Wednesday night too, the people because remember the the uh, company that made the very cool t-shirts that had the Edgar Allan Poe. Yeah, the Steam Crow. Steam Crow. They're called Steam Crow. Well, we've got it posted on our website. They, you know, I was able to have a nice chat with the woman yeah. who was the co-owner, and then I saw her again when we went back on Sunday, and Too she busy. was, first of all, she sold out of all her product, basically. And all her sizes of and these different shirts and prints. And yeah. They have really cool, They had incredibly original cool artwork. original artwork, and uh, you should check them out, uh, but we were able to have a chat and hear about their business on Wednesday could never have done that on Sunday. So no, they, you look at them and they're just so swamped yeah. with people that you, you can't be like, so how's it going? And like, what's like, do you want to buy something or yeah. not? Well, also probably like you're at the end of the show. You're like, get me the fuck out of yeah. here. It's tiring. You know, well, she said like, done. we were talking to her on Wednesday and she's like, we actually got to set up and go get a lunch and like eat something yeah. and relax. Like we never get to do that. They said they were going, that's her 10th year or ninth year going. Wow. So it's impressive, you yeah. know? Really cool. Yeah, they do super cool stuff. So definitely yeah, check, check them out, out Steam Crow. Yeah, we'll post it on our website. So so Thursday. So Thursday we get up and it's our first time taking the shuttle. 
because we, we got stayed. the shuttle from our hotel, yeah. the Holiday Inn Bayside, San Diego, which is kind of at first we were like, "Fuck, we're not downtown." We've always been downtown. Yeah, that was the thing. We stayed at the Horton. We stayed at the Comfort Inn downtown. You just get up and you go. You walk to the convention center. It's very so easy. Convenient. So convenient because you can. You don't have to worry about if you want to go back to the room. You can. You want to change your shoes. You want to change your clothes. You want to fucking take a load off. And then you can go back out with the shuttle. It's an hour getting in. But we realized once we sort of got the hang of it, it was kind of nice to get away from the crowds. Because now that I'm thinking about it, even if we were downtown, we'd still be in the midst of all the chaos. But I don't know that unless we were literally across the street. Because walking out of the convention center through the streets to get back to where you have to get, I would be done. I'd be like, I'm, I'm not, not going, going back. back out. Yeah. No. So like, it kind of in a way... It helped to be a little bit away with a shuttle that was yeah. very convenient. The shuttle was very well organized. Yeah, like you, very well organized. You, we didn't wait long. You know, the they on the way in, they stopped at a bunch of hotels, which took a while. But on the way back, we were like one of the first hotels to get dropped yeah. off. So we were like off it very quickly. Everyone's very cool, and everyone's really kind of cool. Like I don't know if it's just the Pretty nerd cool. thing, but no, no one's really like a dick. You know that we didn't have like a lot of run, dick run-ins. Well, I'll, I'll, I didn't. I will say this: that I agree. But the last day on the floor, there were a lot of dicks. And I think it's because it becomes not just the nerd, regular, really caring about the stuff people, but the masses come yeah. on Sunday. It felt more like that. And they buy a one-day badge. They buy a one-day badge. And they're, you know, you've got everybody with a stroller. Oh, the you've strollers. Got, like, a lot of That was the other thing people. we talked about was like, there should be a rule of like, you can't bring kids of a certain age in here, man. Yeah, and, and probably we'll you get shit for saying that, but, yeah. but here's the thing. It's, a it's fucking really nightmare. almost like a hazard. It, and it is kind of. when You don't understand how, like, I've been to Turkey and, like, Middle Eastern countries, and that's the only thing I could compare it to is, like, the markets of these Middle yeah. Eastern countries where there's no one in Turkey, Istanbul, and stuff like that, Egypt, like, the little, yeah, like, yeah, you're right. fucking, you know, flea markets and stuff where people are screaming and yelling and waving their yeah. goods and moving about, and everyone's on top of each other, mm-hmm. and there's no sort of, like, social code in the same way that we're no. accustomed to in western side just not like it's just you can be on top of everyone nobody gives a shit nobody right. gives a fuck I remember being in Istanbul like 8 years old or something and like I was holding my mom's hand and it was the four of us me mom dad sister and I felt like if I let go I'd just you be lost in the yeah. sea like it was that and I was like oh I was... well that's how it was here yeah I mean uh, you and I would get lost from each Instantly. other we're adults I mean yeah, I was had, like, nervous about their kids yeah. because first of all you could get stepped on they could get knocked People over, had babies bumped. and Bjorns, and it's like you could baby that baby Bjorn. could be crushed. And what if you fell? What if you tripped? Yeah. What and like people would have a stroller, but not just a stroller, like a triplet stroller and the mother yeah. and the father and three infant children. Yeah. Like what? Like why is it just, that? A, it didn't. I mean, all the more reason that they've got to get into a better convention center. Yeah, and this it, isn't Disneyland. That's what it felt yeah, like. It feels uh, like a theme park. But a theme park that's even crowded more crowded with more people in no room to and go I anywhere. I feel like on Sunday everyone's scrambling because it's the last day and yeah. they want to see everything as quickly as they can and get the last of whatever goods are left. Like when I went back to the Lego booth because uh, mm-hmm. they have a huge booth and then behind that they have where they're selling. On Wednesday they had all this cool stuff, some exclusive stuff, stuff that's going to be released in August. They had this giant Jokerland Lego set oh, yeah. that's like 10,000 pieces and cool. they had all that. They had the Tumblr. They had these little Joker uh, bumper cars 
people mm-hmm. and then uh like when i went back on sunday it was literally like locusts like every, it was all gone it was yeah. white walls everything was sold out all their exclusives and stuff and i asked the girl about these joker bumper cars mm-hmm. and she's like we got to a point where people were just buying boxes of them what yeah and i think it's like a hundred or fifty in a box five what? bucks a piece so people are like i'll well, just take the people home. have stores yeah stores and people probably just maybe just like ebay stores yeah. you know they're just selling them on ebay because it was sort of an exclusive thing wow okay yeah it gets like crazy yeah it's on it's i mean frankly it's completely unmanageable and then when you have celebrities on the floor they had the american horror story people on sunday oh in the fox booth and the fox booth and it was ridiculous. Well, there's just this, all of a sudden there's this giant crowd and it's all these screens and all these phones trying to snap yeah. pictures. And the, the, you know, Coliseum or the convention security guys are trying to like do crowd control and there's like nowhere to go. Like there's just no, nowhere you can like go. If there's like the Sheffield soccer thing. It does like, feel you know, like, like that. There's going to be people crushed to death. Yeah, there could be. You yeah. know, just get and like think about it. Like the Dawn of Justice cast did a signing at the DC booth. Drink. Like, Drink, drink, shot. <laughs> and they fucking, like, think about how much of a madhouse that would have been. Yeah. You know, I'm not sure what day. It's probably Saturday after the panel. They went over there and did it at the convention center. But how do they get them in and out as celebrities? I don't know. There's no easy I way. I don't know. They, Through that floor. Well, remember when they did uh, Winter Soldier a couple years ago? Was it yeah, years? two they, years ago. They, on the floor, I'll never forget how crowded that floor yeah. was. And we were just like, felt like we were going to be pinned and crushed. Yeah, and they were like, keep it moving, folks it's like okay go move where there's There's nowhere to move nowhere to move yeah Yeah. it's intense it's intense they just don't have enough real estate no and there's lots of cool stuff but you don't really even get to take it in because i mean and like you said like after about 15 20 minutes you're like get me the fuck out of here i just want somewhere to stand where you can just sort of like breathe a a little and just relax it's intense it's intense i mean it's fun because there's so much cool stuff yeah like i said it's hard to really take any of it in that's why you got to go on wednesday yeah you got it yeah i took all of most of the pictures of the hot toys booth Mm -hmm. and you know they had an ant-man booth where marvel was and there's a bunch of stuff yeah and like any other day like you're just snapping quick shots and trying to get out of the way i mean for you it's like you're a big guy you know so you're a Above the crowd, yeah, I am, and you can kind of maneuver. People aren't, you know, like it's harder when you're not because you're sort of like constantly bumped into walking. And the into, children, you really got to be mindful of you children, be really especially mindful as a tall you're not guy. Crush a kid, or yeah, or just fall over a stroller, them. yeah. Because yeah, I'm like I'm six three. There's like these little ankle biter children, <laughs> ankle biter, dressed up as the Hulk and Captain yeah. America and shit, and you just don't want to like step on them, and you know yeah. it's just crazy. And then there's a giant stroller. It's super dangerous. Yeah. It's crazy. Well, so we saw some really, really cool panels on Thursday. Uh, yep. One of them was DC Lego panel. Uh, well, it's called The Art of the Brick. It's um, it's actually a, a traveling sort of display, mm. and they're just introducing like a DC line now where it's like professional sort of life-size Lego builds, and they interviewed the guys that do that. Right. And then they had a comic book uh, writer, drawer, artist, legend, legend Jim Lee on the panel because yeah. he's sort of like the representative of the DC side of the Lego mm-hmm. team. The art of, I think it's called the art of the brick. The brick yeah. yeah. And it's a really cool thing and it's touring. So you can go see this sort of 
you know, display or whatever you want to call it at different museums and stuff. Mm-hmm. And they're doing a Lego line. I think they're also doing a Marvel line. And yes, because they, they had a Marvel panel for it. Too. Yeah, they did. We didn't go to see that one, yeah. but this one was like cool. Better, well, we like DC better, <laughs> and there's a lot of conflicting. You got to pick your spots. Yeah. You know what I mean? We, we actually went to that after. We'll talk about the music score thing because we went to the music score thing first, but we'll just finish up this DC yeah, panel. Yeah, because the, the really cool thing about the DC panel was that Jim Lee was designing a new Batmobile as we watched on the wall. Well, yeah, it was really funny the way they did it because they had these like one, two, three, four giant sort of drawing pads mm. and sort of taped onto the wall and so like real time jim lee is up there sort of sketching out a batmobile from scratch and that batmobile that he designed there is the one that they're going to build into lego and that yeah. was sort of like the thing and so they're like shout out ideas from the crowd do you want him to have two fins or one fin yeah. on the back should there so be, a, be a gun turret yeah yeah and he's up there he's drawing and then he's taking a paper and like putting it on top and redrawing uh-huh. stuff and he's like should it be long and there was a, a batter ram, uh, like a battering ram yeah, on yeah. the front that was sort of designed in the bat symbol. And it's really cool. And I, they, they're going to make that into yeah, a Yeah, there's like, a picture on our website. Remember, he started by drawing Lego. shoes. Well, that's what he said. He's like, most Batmobiles are shoes. Yeah. And so yellow some shoes, like slipper and like stiletto. And he would just draw a shoe and then sort of put these little Batman, Batmobile mm-hmm. accents. And then all of a sudden it's this Batmobile. Yeah. It was really smart. And you get it like an insight on the process mm-hmm. and people were yelling out different things. And he added a Robin. Should it be a two-seater or one-seater? Should it be side-by-side or one on top of each mm-hmm. other? And yeah, so they designed this Batmobile from scratch. And then at the very end, they revealed one of the pieces, one of the original artworks or lego works that is going to be in the uh, dc display which now we got to go see wherever when it comes yeah. to la we have to do a review of it or just a little absolutely synopsis because when they sh- displayed it it was a batman joker head and they sort of split the center eye so it's like it's what it was called it was called like I had a name, the name. but it's like, on our website so yeah you the can picture's check it on out. it and it's very detailed it looked like the Joker from Arkham Origins game if yeah. you played that and then the Batman from the Arkham series mm-hmm. and they were put together and it's all Lego and it's probably about like three feet by two feet or four yeah. feet by three feet something like that big it's pretty it's big it's pretty big it looks like a heart it looks like a, a heart shape and it's yeah. the two I think it's called like split personality something or something like that. like that and they showed that and they quickly took it away so we're glad we got some good snaps of it yeah they unveiled it they took yeah. a thing off of it it was like a first time unveiling so this was a special panel it was it was really very special it was in one of the smaller ballrooms but it was still very like pretty exclusive stuff yeah you know and it was really cool to see Jim Lee draw something from scratch man yeah. are you kidding me people yeah. were geeking out too like holy fucking shit that's Jim Lee He's drawing something. Yeah, I don't know that every like if more people knew about that, they I feel like that place would have been in overrun. a bigger ballroom yeah, or overflown. It was really I think it was one of those things where people just didn't know to go to it because it was really we felt like we were in something quite special. Yeah, if you like Lego and if you like Batman, it's like yeah, a game. That's why I'm like Lego me? Batman. I've played the games. I have Lego you Batman have it. Lego. You have it all yeah, over the place. I have a yeah. gang of different builds of yep. uh, Lego, and I want to get the Joker lamp. But I don't have enough fucking space for it. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> it's Anyone ex- want to give us space for our collectibles? Yes, Lego We'll talk about out. them all the time. Lego DC shout out here. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, we should talk about the musical anatomy of a superhero, which yep. was really, really cool so and cool. really special. It was in the Hyatt, and it was really cool. It was really uh, interesting. And it's a part of the movie-making process that you don't get a lot of insight 
Mm-hmm. Two, I find, you know, just in like regular press circuit, movie circuit and stuff, because it was five different scores. Yeah. It Guys was, that do scores, men, uh, it was it all will, men in this case, but it was all different scores from all different major movies and TV shows that are in the vein of. Yeah. Uh, here's who they are. Junkie XL, who did Mad Max Fury Road. Also Batman versus Superman, Black Mask. The he was a favorite. Depp, he was a fan favorite. Brian Tyler, who did uh, Avengers Age of Ultron, for Year 7, Iron Man 3. Marco Beltrami, who did Fantastic Four, Wolverine, and Hellboy. The new Fantastic Four. Then he's doing the new, yeah. Christoph Beck, who's doing the new Ant-Man, Frozen, and Edge of Tomorrow. Blake Neely, CBS's Supergirl, CW's The Flash, and CW's Arrow. And another guy who was not there, Lauren Balf, but he did uh, Terminator Genesis and Home. And the moderator was Anthony D'Alessandro, who was kind of... Kind of all over the place. (laughs) Yeah, that was funny. He kept like like tripping over his own words and like messing up the questions. And it yeah, was really funny. <laughs> we were kind of like, like can a, we get somebody a different? Bumbling guy. It was kind of funny. Bumbling because yeah. the the panel. These guys. I mean, these are big. These guys are the biggest. They're the biggest. I and mean, it was the way they talked about you know what they do, and they showed clips of the films. And yeah, things they like showed that. clips and and you know clips of, with some of the bigger moments and the scores in the in the background of mm. these things, and just interviewing them and hearing about it. It's like, yeah, you don't realize how much of a fucking impact the scores of these movies have on you as a viewer until you know unless you're in the business of music or you know you're just a huge movie buff and you go back and watch and see where they why like you know the rising action and where you put certain different types of instrumentation and things like this and this is all stuff that they addressed and i feel like if there was a better moderator it probably would have got a little deeper but actually the fan questions kind of brought out a bit more because there's people are like i'm gonna i'm an uh, aspiring you know a scorer and musician and you know what what like is your favorite key to like you or know instrument. instrument and you know and uh what's his name um who was actually really funny the guy who did uh what's his name here blake neely who did supergirl and he did flash and he did arrow and he's like this is gonna sound really corny but when i first did arrow i did everything in the key of f yeah <laughs> and when i did uh when no, i or no, flash. When i did flash and then arrow in the key of a like, he's sort of i don't know if he was joking or what no, but no, it was pretty I, funny he meant he was serious because he's like i did that and then i did it for like two episodes and he i'm like, like okay mm-hmm. i'm over the key of f <laughs> <laughs> that was, he, he was on. funny he was, he was really very funny. funny yeah they were all interesting in their own right yeah and um you know, it was interesting because they all cited John Williams as their, you know, kind of what, who inspired them. And yeah. they really, because they're all in their 40s, yeah, mostly, mostly, you know, I think, nah, and I'd say they were all in their 40s and 50s. And so these guys are really the first disciples of John Williams. Yeah. yeah. These are the descendants. These are the guys who, like myself, saw Star Wars when we were little kids in the theater and were yeah. inspired by these things and now are the next generation of doing this. And well, and Junkie XL, he's like a very successful Swedish D- awesome. DJ yeah. in his own right before he started scoring movies. And uh, he did the song uh, A Little More Action, A Little Less Conversation, A Little More Action, that right. Elvis remix that was in like every fucking casino Ocean's, Ocean's movie. 
every sort of like party scene from mm-hmm. 2008. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like he's that guy. Yeah. And, so, and then he got into scoring. And I wanted to talk to him about that because it's sort of like Trent Reznor where you, you have your own uh, career as a musician mm-hmm. and it's sort of industrial sort of DJ sounds and you get into scoring movies and you're really fucking good at it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because Trent Reznor won an Oscar for uh, Social Network. Right. Right. You know, and he's Nine Inch Nails. He's been doing it for 30 yeah. years. You know what I mean? So it would be interesting. Like, how did you get into this? Did someone say, you know, we like your music so much that and your music's in movies anyway yeah you know what i yeah. mean so why don't you score movies right. is that how it worked we should have i would have been good to ask those questions but there was a lot of really good questions from the fans yeah and those guys really knew their stuff man like yeah they, were, they really did i mean I, I have to say mad max fury road score well i mean i was excited to see and meet him just because of the score of the score alone of that alone was, and sort of the representation of music like the whole yeah. sort of drum war rig and the guitarist and you know like how did you incorporate that those elements into the actual scoring of the music mm-hmm. and like what were your influences and he says he's like sometimes i see a show and i just want cello and yeah. i feel like cello and I, i'll fly out like some uh, you know brilliant cellist and we'll spend a couple days together and he'll yeah. show me all the different ways that cello can be played and this sort of thing right. and it's make notes and record stuff you know and it's like one of my many ways of approaching a, you know scoring a movie you know well and he had this little anecdote about how he got the gig where he was called up by his agent and he said what are you doing right now and he was in sweden i guess he lives in sweden yeah i think so and he, he's like guys ah, just you know my dinner with my wife yeah. and he's like well no you're going to australia you're going to sydney and like two hours later he was on a plane to go to sydney, go to sydney to meet with george there, miller yeah to watch the film and there was no score and there was no beginning and no end really and it was yeah. like a three-hour cut and he's like i just had to watch it and just sort of see what comes into my head right it's just sort of funny that george miller was like yeah i want you to do this yeah. for, us, for us you know and they made the right choice yeah that it's awesome is incredible and yeah. it really suits the tone of the movie man like yep it's brilliant so uh, uh then we went to see a panel with max brooks oh yeah we also did some stuff outside too on the way to the hilton there was this giant like every year there's this whole sort of open field that different sort of channels and movies take over and this year it was fx mm-hmm. and they did like uh four different sort of playhouse maze sort of yeah they did a, a, a fargo thing with a giant snow globe that you could go into mm-hmm. and like have your picture taken they did a, they had a strain one they had a little archer thing and then they had a american, american horror, horror story, horror story. Hotel. hotel american, yeah. Ho- hotel. american horror hotel and we didn't it's it funny because it was probably really f- cool and fun but we chose not to wait any of the goddamn lines goddamn lines all these goddamn lines (laughs) like really really long lines for something that probably was like 30 seconds you know and you walk through like wow that's really cool i waited two hours for this in the beating sun of san diego and it's like wow these things look so fun from the outside and that's it (laughs) that's all we're doing took some pictures took some pictures and it was fun though because they really trick it out it looks yeah they do it you know studio grade builds yeah. and stuff you know and so from there that's when we went in and we saw the uh, music panel and saw the score and we were hanging out upstairs and saw gene simmons and everybody yeah. hanging out we're like this is where we go like, well we actually could have done press interviews with the score folks yeah we chose not to go to the max brooks panel because we were tight on time yeah we have, i've never seen max brooks speak live yeah. before so i was really excited to do that because he's someone i've sort of put on a pedestal yeah he was like sort of the foremost 
like sort of speaker of, on zombies before Walking Dead even came out. And so yeah. we got in there at a really good time. And he's really candid. And mm-hmm. he has like the gift of gab. Like, yeah, yes. he's not like a comedian like his father, but he's still Mel Brooks's son. Yeah. Like, if you don't know that, if how could you not? Like, I guess you might not. Which is fine. But yeah, he, he has he's going in and out of voices and accents mm-hmm. yeah. and he's telling these stories and he has all of the sort of beats down and he's not like, Oh, what was I where was I going with that? Like there's no pauses or and he's probably told these stories a number of times, but right. it's like a almost like a one man show. Yeah, it really kind it, of is. It was like he, he almost could do, in the old days of like Mark Twain telling stories. It was. You he's know? a good storyteller. Yeah. And it's funny because he's like, Yeah, I'm just not a comedian and I'm just not like, Well, you have a knack for something. I've seen yeah. comics that can't tell stories that well. You know what I mean? I've worked yeah. at comic for fucking almost like five years, right. you know, watching the biggest comedians in the world. And he's he has the storytelling ability sure of, of them. And he's talking about the Harlem Hellfighters, which is a, a, a graphic novel that he did. Mm-hmm. And he was saying that Random House was really fucking pissed because they wanted World War Z2. And yeah. he's like, I don't want to write World War Z2 because I don't want to just milk the cow, which yeah. is noble. Yeah. At the, but at the same time, you know, if you're, I guess if you're well off enough, you don't yeah, need the you money. Can, yeah. You can do that. Mel Brooks's son. As Mel Brooks's son yeah. or as but whoever. He, but it's a noble thing. Yeah, it's you know? a noble thing. And he seems to be very, he seems to be a hardcore nerd at heart he's an he's an original nerd yeah he was a nerd when john hughes movies were yes popular and nerds were still fucking nerds yeah because he even said he's like nerds are cool now and he's like i look like kevin smith but i have a girlfriend that looks like heidi klum or whatever you know what i mean it's like i have all this confidence he's like i was a nerd i didn't have confidence (laughs) i thought everything was an attack on me you know i was in my bedroom listening to the smiths like crying (laughs) you know what i mean like he really he noticed the like nerds are cool trend too you know it's interesting and he's a guy from the 80s you know or whatever. Yeah, whatever. he's, my, he's from my era. Yeah, he's the Generation X. Yep. When nerds were fucking nerds, nerds man. Nerds were nerds. nerds they were, were not cool. cool. No way. Like like the scene with Anthony Michael Hall, like, don't fucking talk to me. Yeah. Like 16 Candles nerds, man. Can I be honest with you, geek? <laughs> not if you can insult me. Get yeah. the fuck out of here. Yeah, right. That's how everyone was and that, that was the, the guy that everyone wanted to be it was jake lloyd right wasn't that jake lloyd that jake said ryan. jake ryan no he didn't say that oh. it was her girlfriend who says it right jake ryan was actually nice to the nerds yeah he was nice to the nerds but right? nobody else was i mean even even like the doofus guys who were kind of like now considered douches like the yeah. douchey guys at the parties they were still above the nerds i mean the nerds were the lowest of the lowest, lowest wrong man got the last laugh because they're the ones who went and made money with and success like and- in dog computers and Silicon all kinds Valley of stuff yeah. Shit. yeah sure but yeah his his insights on that were really interesting you know if like he's like yeah. i was a nerd nerd i wasn't a fucking cool nerd i wasn't no. like you know and then yeah, the whole thing on harlem hellfighters yep. and how he put it out as a graphic novel and he said he wrote the screenplay in like 1995 right, or something yeah. for this story he's like the story needs to be told it needs to be told and he remember he said he sat down with lavar burton yes and lavar burton read his screenplay he's like this is the closest telling of the story like the most accurate most yeah. real version of this story and he put out the graphic novel maybe two three years ago and will smith's company bought the rights to the movie of his sto- right. his telling of the story which is cool now I want to go out and get the Harlem Hellfighters graphic novel and read it. Yeah. I feel like I should. Yeah. And the Extinction Parade. I'd read that too. Yeah. He talked about that. Yeah. And, which well, is and really he, cool. And he does also, he made a little note, you know, joke, jest about how he knows something about people buying the rights of his stuff and it not turning out the way it really was done. Well, that's what he said. He's like, what did he say about the fucking World War Z movie? He said, I know a little bit about people like 
purchasing, uh, buying know, buying rights and making something making a different story that doesn't look out of it. Yeah, like it. Yeah, the original. He admitted, and then what he said, he's like, once you sell the rights, you remove any like criticism. You can't really have criticism. Yeah. It's not your baby anymore. You chose to sell it, so now you you don't have the right yeah. to criticize what is going to be made from it. You he know. was very diplomatic about it. Though. I know. He I'm like, you're not a little upset. Yeah. Like, this is your well, original content. It's in the movies. It looks nothing like it. Nothing. Nothing. It's nothing like the book. Nothing. And the it, book is so cool. Yeah. That he, it's really a disservice. Like, don't you at least feel like it's a disservice to your... He didn't say that, nope, though. He nope. was very diplomatic. I mean, and he he did... One of the cool things that he was very forthcoming about, which we actually have a video clip on our YouTube channel... Yeah, we filmed a story. ...is him talking about why he does not watch The Walking Dead. Yeah, and he said, he's like, I don't watch it. You know, like, here we have, like, the, you know, the fucking foremost sort of writer of zombie lore the godfather of zombies kinda. well you know, you know george romero, george romero but he's the he's godfather like the, he's the the, the the foremost godson, godson. i don't know <laughs> yeah writing the zombie survival yeah. guide writing world war z it sort right. of makes him an authority yeah, on zombie absolutely. culture and he's like i don't watch it and it's sort of funny it's sort of like this guy doesn't watch like, this what? show and then but then he explained why and he's like he i know you know it's a fair reason you know yeah you can go to our youtube channel if you want to hear the reason or yeah. you know go to our website heraldmodcast.com and click on our youtube channel and there's a video listen of him. to the he explains it very well yep. and you i respect his side you know but i'm still watching the show you know yeah, it's, it's a I fucking know. great show he, yeah. he's got a point he's, he's got, got a point, point. it's he's just got a point so uh one other panel we hit up on on our Thursday was speaking of zombies speaking of zombies Nick Carter from the Backstreet Boys is producing and starring in and Dead writing. West and, and writing. writing he wrote the fucking screenplay yes dude for the sci-fi channel they're making a zombie western mm. starring Nick Carter AJ McLean Joey Fatone of NSYNC yeah. they were all there and Nick yeah. Carter's wife and Nick Carter's wife and then the producers who work for whatever I can't remember what company called Asylum was it Asylum and then Sci-Fi and Sci-Fi Network and yeah. who brought us Sharknado so it's Sharknado, gonna be that kind of thing Z Nation yeah yeah and like there, he was really talking about it like he was this screenwriter yeah. like <laughs> it's like well uh, my inspirations were obviously such and such and Z Nation is huge, you know. Like, yeah, you they didn't cite real zombie stuff. No, it's like, like Dawn of the, the Dead, Night of the Dead. They Night didn't even say Dead. Dawn of the Dead. Didn't he? Say they that? said World War Z, Walking Dead, and Z Nation. Nation. Yeah, and so they're making this movie where it's a western, and there's this, they're in a town that's taken over by zombies, and it's like the Magnificent Seven, except it's. Boy, old boy band guys, yeah. Because I guess Howie from Backstreet Boys is going to be is in also it too. in it, and he plays like the Spanish one, yeah, the like <laughs> Bandolero guy, you know. Yeah. And well, it was- it's been all over the media today because they're they're talking about it as no more rivalry because NSYNC and Backstreet Boys are teaming up. It's like you know, like ten. I know it's been like more than 10 years yeah. since that was even a relevant rivalry yeah. <laughs> if there even ever was one like the rivalry's finally over for zombies in sci-fi well joey fatone said there never was yeah there clearly was yeah. not like it's just the fans had a rivalry yeah like which one do the fans like they yeah. wouldn't have an actual rivalry right. why who cares yeah it was just funny joey fatone's actually pretty funny he was cool he was cool he talked about how he just wrapped doing my greek big fat greek wedding too yep he so, has the most experience. He, he has the most experience as an actor, definitely. I don't know Nick Carter writing that script. He's not exactly the most well-spoken person. No, no, he's definitely. Not. I mean, I, like 
never forget when I sat in next to him on the plane and you laughed in his face. Well, I accidentally didn't, and this was circa two thousand one, too. Yeah, not this was in last the height year. of their. I was flying Fame. back to New York. I was on, and I happened to have a first flight class ticket i sat next to him and we were just chatting i was like so what do you do and he's like oh, i'm a musician i was like really were you in anything that i would have heard of and he goes yeah the backstreet boys and i just like literally did one of those like tv moments of Burst spitting out. my drink yeah. back and laughing in his face and his poor little face just dropped and i go no no i'm sorry it's me i'm an idiot yeah, i can't believe i didn't you. know that i'm reacting of course to you are you're being nick carter in 2001 <laughs> yeah. I like was like acting like I had no idea yeah, who you like, were. Should, would I know you from something? Or well, it didn't. I don't know. Well, do you I live under a rock? That. Yeah, I guess I did at the time. That's hilarious. Or I just well, didn't I recognize him. Yeah, it was and there's weird. Five of them, and if you're not a huge fan, and it's to like, be honest, I I mean, I kind of like them now. They're kitschy fun, but at the time in 2001, I was not into no, the Backstreet Boys. No. I was not a 12 year old girl. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, I would recognize him because I was at that age, but I was not a fan either. Yeah, I'd be like, I guess that's Nick Carter over there. I yeah. don't care. Yeah, you know, I wouldn't have been geeking out over that. Now I'm more geeking out now just because it's like it's cool to see them around and doing True. stuff. And we saw them at the Hilton that same day just like hanging out. Yeah, oh, yeah, did we did. like a step and repeat thing. And then we went to the panel. And the panel was full. That room was full. It was packed. It was – they very smartly did not pick a giant ballroom. Yeah, they didn't do ballroom 20 like or Hall H or Kevin anything. Smith. Well, that's something else we'll talk about. Was that <laughs> – that was Friday I think, right? Yeah, maybe Friday. Yeah, that was Friday. Yeah. Yeah. So what else did we do Thursday? I guess that's that's most That wraps of, up Thursday. Yeah, so we saw the panel, the Nick Carter thing, the Actually Boys, Max Brooks. Max Brooks was awesome. Uh we tried to go to the Ash and Evil Dead thing and we totally like had a fucking moment. Yeah. We had a like the first year we went, we thought we were just gonna waltz into Hall H <laughs> for the sunny panel. Yay. And they're like, There's the line and it's like this fucking like yeah. bread line in Soviet Russia, like trying to you know, we're like, Oh, there's no way. We should like, oh, we show up at twelve for the one we'll o'clock panel. It. Yeah, and that line for Ash vs. Evil Dead was like out the door, literally yeah. out the door, down the steps, in the in the ocean, in the water and starts at that island over there we probably could have like pushed our our press bags around yeah we, we started to do that yeah we didn't then no but, but i think we probably could have pushed that around and gotten in but in any case you know we we saw the trailer and it looks is fucking awesome fucking awesome it looks like a ode to the original movies yeah. which i'm glad because they made that evil dead movie which had nothing to do with evil dead but it was actually pretty badass in its own right right as far as horror because they really laid on the gore in that oh. new version of evil dead i'm glad because they don't do yeah. that with horror movies anymore at least not ones that are released in theaters they but this is going to be a series on stars yeah. and uh which currently also has outlander which is an incredibly popular show which we'll yeah. talk about in a bit but um this It'll be interesting to see how this pans out as a series. Um, he's older. Yeah, and he's, he's not really the main character. Like, he is for yeah. fans, but it's these two people that work with him at S-Mart. Because yep. they're still at S-Mart. And you watch it, and it's all of, like, the bloody, gory slapstick that yep. everyone fell in love with with the first, the original three movies. And his, his you know, cheesy remarks and yep. super, like, chainsaw to the head kind of stuff right it, blood everywhere it looks just great give me some sugar baby yeah all that stuff Boom well and stick. sam raimi's doing it yeah 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 so, and so, his brother's producing it sam raimi's brother yeah who's also an actor you'd recognize so that was one of the highlight trailers we'll go we'll get into yeah all there's the a bunch later, of trailers that was one of the ones. for sure and i will definitely watch that show yeah like it just looks like so Which much fun you have to subscribe to stars oh there's no or stars we, or you oh, can Showtime. buy it on amazon prime dang it yeah, yeah. we have shows maybe switching up 
I don't know. I Stars don't know. is really starting to like get some do, stuff. Get some stuff. Get some stuff. Yeah. But so Friday. Friday, 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 fr- 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 Friday. We had some stuff lined up for Friday, which was pretty cool. Uh, we did check out Petco Park, which always has a lot going on. But Yeah, it's one of those things they had to sort of do because of all of the overflow of yes. the convention center. It's basically like Nerdist HQ, mm-hmm. where I think like this year they called it the Carnival, like Carnival, mm-hmm. Carnival, and it's like sort of Nerdist HQ. Yeah. Where, and they have all these sort of little games and little displays of battle bots, and they had a Simpsons thing where you could get a free Slurpee, Slushy, mm-hmm. uh, uh, Squishy. And you wanted had, one. Yeah, and then there's a line. And I'm like, I don't want it to wait for <laughs> no. this like, little fucking shot lines. glass of Slurpee. You know? <laughs> <laughs> and they had a little panel area where they were doing panels for stuff. The Hive and a mm-hmm. bunch of different TV shows from on Adult, Adult Swim and this sort of thing. Yep. And they had a bunch of big sort of build sculptures from video games. And it's it's fun. It's cool. Yeah. It's also just extremely crowded. Well, because you don't have to have a badge to get in. No, you don't. Yeah, so it's, it's that's what's nice for some people. You yeah. need a badge and you know, you can get in and go walk around. They had some really cool Lego raptors, like life size raptor builds mm-hmm. of Lego oh, those made are cool, from yeah. Lego. Those are really cool. Just like literally just made from the Jurassic World Raptors design. And so from there we went to a very cool thing, the Tales of Halloween panel featuring Comic Con panel featuring none other than my lovely sister. Alex Esso. Who's in a yeah, my sister Alex Esso. And she's in this new movie. It's a, it's like a compilation, compilation sort of eight little movies or ten like little 10. movies that take place in the same night on Halloween in the same town. And she's in one of the movies, and each one has a different director or not. Maybe not yeah, every no, they all. One. I, I think they because they only had like four directors yeah, on the panel. I think they do have all different directors, but the 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 so Lynn Shea from the Insidious films is in she's it. She's the medium. In uh, Insidious, she, and she's in Fairly Brothers. Says uh, something about Mary. She, you'd instantly recognize yeah, her. Like she's, she's a legend, sort of actress. She's definitely a legend. And then Barry Bostwick, who played Brad in the original Rocky Horror, yeah, he's and in it. John Savage from Deer Hunter, yep, and it. a bunch of other stuff, and Do the Right Thing, and yeah, he's in it. Those were kind of like the big stars on the panel. Mm-hmm. And uh, there are directors who've done horror films before, mm-hmm. and uh, Lynn Shea plays Alex's mother, yeah, which is awesome. Alex is yeah, Lynn Shea's daughter in their sort of short each one's about 10 minutes or eight minutes mm-hmm. long everybody kind of talked about you know their role in the movie or their directing choice because i think a lot of the directors wrote their own short yeah, too yeah which they were saying there's probably like 10 or 12 people on the panel yeah, it, was it was at the packed. horton grand theater too it wasn't in it was a you know, horton grand has a really cool theater and they do a lot of panels and podcasts there throughout yeah. the comic-con it was a nice venue it was a, it's a it great was a very venue. nice venue for this yeah and it was pretty full a lot of people showed up for this movie packed. a lot of big horror fans and people probably writing for fangoria yeah. and horror websites and we met a couple other press people there had some cool Shout conversation tyler. tyler uh yeah we don't have his card but yeah he was a really cool dude and yeah and yeah, it was a good panel. Uh, it was a lot of fun. Oh, who's the Boo Boo guy? Boo Boo Stewart. Yeah, he's uh, he played Warpath in the X Men yeah. Days of Futures Past movie, and he was also in Twilight. Yeah, he plays a wolf. He plays he, one of the wolf, one of the Sam's wolves. Wolf pack. He has a really like baby face, and he's in one of the movies. Yeah. Not not my sister's, but a different one. Right. And he was in. He was at the panel too. He's a pretty cool guy. Yeah, yeah. and his father was the stunt coordinator. And yeah, his his sister's in the movie too. His sister, and they were all there too. Yeah. It was pretty cool. So there's other like family members in the crowd, which yeah. is kind of cool. 
And then uh, after the panel, we went and actually got a, a sort of a little Harold and Modcast exclusive interview with Lynn Shea. Yeah, which, which was great. she was nice enough to sort of come and like, it was just like outside the theater. We recorded it and asked her some really cool questions. And she actually opened up a lot about her she process. Did. She said she's had her SAG card since 1971. Yep. Which isn't fucking insane. You know, yeah, I like, know. Are you kidding? You've had your card longer than I've like been alive by yeah. fucking 15 years or Not 17 me. years. Not you. <laughs> you were alive. You were alive baby. for that big moment. <laughs> yeah. She, she uh, was very humble about and very appreciative of, of her success and yeah. being able to work in the industry and just really very articulate and interesting woman and, and courteous sweet. she wasn't like i gotta go i got it no. she was like no let me i'll give you a little time it was about a 10 minute interview it was yeah. funny though because i was like yeah alex is my sister she's like oh well then i guess that means i'm your mother and i'm like <laughs> oh, that's so cool yeah she's my mom this is awesome yeah what a great moment i'll never forget this that i love you great moment. i was like i love you lynn shay <laughs> be my mom forever be my mom be my mom forever i also love my real mom but uh, <laughs> I, love you too. I love you too so that was a really cool highlight of that day and then uh, uh we got a little shout out from barry bostwick too we got a little tr- drop we did and we got some pictures with him yep barry bostwick who played brad damn it janet in uh a Rocky, Rocky Horror, Horror Picture, Picture Show, Show and dude. he was really a cool, sweet guy. He was great. Yeah, he's awesome. Yeah. Shout out Barry Bostwick. Yeah, we love you, Barry Shout Bostwick. Shout out Lynn Shea. She was great. Yeah, she great. was really and you great. You can listen to the interview. It's actually really cool. She talks about just her career and her process with learning lines and stuff. She kind of opened up about some stuff. It was cool. Yeah, here's a little soundbite from the interview. I want to always do my best. I, I, that's my main drive. I, I never thought about being a movie star ever. I never thought about, oh, I'm going to come to Hollywood and kill them. You know, I mean, it's just not. But maybe, but maybe that's a real lesson for myself as well as everybody. It's like it, your focus has to be on the steps you're taking and the love you have for what you do for the steps you are taking. Yeah. I mean, it's great to have goals and. I'm not saying you shouldn't have goals and you shouldn't have a vision of what you'd like, but sometimes you don't. Sometimes your vision is, how am I going to make this scene work? And then making the scene work makes the movie better, and making the movie better gives you more opportunity, and you get more opportunity, you have more opportunities to move forward and have more things happen and meet more people and tell more stories. So it's really a part of... um, I'm still figuring it out too, and I've been—I've been—I got my equity card in 1971. Wow! I've been wow. an actress for almost 45 years. You wow. look crazy. amazing. Buddy. I'm really old. <laughs> no, I love it. Yeah, you're uh, like you the range. The craft and I, I do. I really do love. I love. I love storytelling, and I love. Mm-hmm. I, and I know I have talent. Okay. Right. So that's cool. So you can hear the whole thing. Hear the whole on thing our on our website. It'll be up there. Nope. So uh, I think that's it for Friday, right? Well, shout out um, to Boomer, who uh, works for Spike TV, who we were hanging out with Friday night. Yeah, your old friend Boomer. My old friend Boomer. He's doing a bunch of interviews. He interviewed, said he interviewed uh, Mike Tyson. Well, he didn't do the interviewing, but he shot Mike Tyson yep. and a bunch of different people for uh, different TV shows that Spike, I guess, were just doing a big Comic-Con coverage thing, yep. which is pretty cool. Very cool. We should uh, mention the folks that we interviewed uh, for the podcast. 
Michael Alberts and um, Eric Gardner, who uh, directed and produced the film, the short horror film Hag. Yep. Uh, which they, we interviewed them. Which we interviewed and did a full podcast with them. They were featured at the Comic Con International Film Festival. Yeah, in the short film section, or yep. I don't know how many sections there are, or whatever blocks there are, but yeah, they had a, they did a little showing at the, and it, theirs was at the Hyatt. They had a yep. ballroom there where they would show the film, a bunch of short films, and then do a little Q&A afterwards. Yeah, and it was, uh, you know, kind of a different sort of venue from the rest of the stuff, but they had a decent crowd, and we got some nice pictures of the whole cast. Yeah, we watched the movie again, and you actually asked them a question. I did. Yeah, which is pretty cool, and yeah, it was cool to go over there. They were there, they were zone, we popped in and pop out sort of thing. Yeah, so shout out to those guys. Shout out. Shout out. 